All right, folks, we want to welcome you back to another episode of Mostly Ghostly. You have Machu with you, and you have Ray. You know, we're, we're coming from the nether void, the other realm, we like to call it. Um, it's doing very well in the other realm today. You know, nice. Not too hot, not too cold over here. How's the, the other realm doing for you today, Ray? Not bad. It's kind of comfortable. You're very comfy. I like that. You know, uh, comfy, engulfed. It's a warmth, a nice warmth. We feel the warmth, but sometimes there's cold. There's cold feelings too. Ray, are you familiar with? Um, there's like those tubs, the the water deprivation chambers, or something weird like that, um, where you sit in like a water tub for hours upon hours, and it's supposed to be like therapeutic for you or something like that. Are you familiar? Uh, sensory deprivation. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, salt water. Actually, it's got a very high salt content so that it supports the body. Yeah. And you don't feel anything. There's no sound. There's no visual. Um, how long people last? Most people can't go hours because you can be there and after a while you start hearing your own heartbeat, blood running through it, thumping through your veins, your pulse and everything. Hmm. You don't. If you don't go in with the right mindset, it actually drives you crazy. It's like hell? It's kind of like hell, what I, what I assume hell to be? Uh, possibly. I mean, most people don't want to go that deep into themselves and become that aware. You know, they spend their whole life running away from it. You know? Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what they're so afraid of with death, subliminally knowing that they're going to be stuck with themselves. You know what I mean? Everybody's got that hate, that weird, that weird self hatred that everybody has a little bit within themselves. Darkness. But that water, can you just go somewhere locally and do that, or is that is that a common thing, or is that like a more of a medical, um, weird type thing, specialized thing that you'd have to go 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 far to seek out? It used to be fairly common. I'm going back uh, 15 years. They had. Uh, places are not hard to find. I don't know if they're still around, mm-hmm. if they're still popular or in vogue, but uh, at one time, people did it kind of therapeutic therapeutic to uh, experience the quiet and the peace. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Have you ever done it? No, I've seen one. I didn't do it. Um I use other modalities. I use different types of meditation and stuff that blocks everything out so that uh, you go into your, you go into yourself. Yeah, somebody I know was doing that, did it, did it, or was was doing it. it was saying it was a good, it was a good deal. Yeah. We'll see. Only time will tell on something like that. But uh, today's episode, you know, we want to drive a little bit into your, this is kind of something we did touch a little bit on in the past. When we kind of went over the do's and don'ts of, um, you know, paranormal ghost hunting, this is kind of along that, but different, you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, cause this is, you know, whenever we talk to anybody from like, you know, like the audience, they, you know, they, when they're not talking about their favorite episodes, of course, of, 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 of mostly ghostly, um, they talk about, how they want to do investigations and, you know, they like that when we have investigators on the show, those are some of their favorite shows. Um, and, you know, we want to dive a little more into things you need to avoid when communicating with spirits, because, you know, as we often say, 
you know, we can't stress enough the importance of being protected um, when doing these things, you know what I mean? When venturing out there, you want to make sure you're protected. And uh, if you're doing anything else of the sort, you would want to be protected. You know what I mean? Right, Ray? Well, I think this covers a lot of things. Um, we're looking at, yes, if you're going to go on an investigation, if you're going to try and use a, uh, whether it be a Ouija board or another method uh, to communicate, mediumship, meditation, this can be applied pretty much across the board, uh, just with any communication with spirits. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, we'll see if, if any of this can be used for, uh, trying to contact un- unidentified flying objects, spirits and such. Some UFO, some alien life communicating. Maybe there'll, maybe there'll be some crossovers, uh, for communicating with all types of things, and maybe there'll be there'll be human interaction out there for all the people that are trying to figure out a way to interact with their dad around the holidays or something like that. This will be their way of uh, teaching the world how to communicate without uh, without issue. You know what I mean? Well, back when I used to uh, I used to run seminars, workshops on mediumship. Yeah, uh, it was pretty much an all day one, six hours. And a lot of what is going here was taught to the people for when they're communicating uh, so that they would be protected, so that they would be able to uh, bring in only the good, protect themselves. And like I said, it, it applies a, uh, across the board. And uh, I would say that the best of my knowledge, back when I used to teach, I used to have a uh, thing where is if you weren't satisfied, you get your money back. And I did it for about five years and no one ever asked for their money back. So hopefully they took a, not only were they successful in the communication, but they took away enough to continue doing it themselves yeah. safely. And that, that was a very important part of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to those seminars again. I'm hoping for a future post-COVID with more reboot and seminars. I'll be in the first year at every one of them. Um, hey, so big. Yeah. I, I'd love to do that again, have people connect and teach people how to connect with spirit. So wonderful thing. Because once you do it and you're amazed at yourself, you also realize like people are afraid of death, that there's nothing to be afraid of. You actually have communicated, uh, Getting communication is good, mm-hmm. but when, when you do it and you're amazed afterwards, you feel a peace because you know that this crazy world we live in is not the end. Right. And you don't just know it, you feel it and it changes your whole life. So I, I really look forward to helping people in that way. And I consider teaching them, helping them. Sure. Absolutely. More so you're teaching, you're teaching them to help themselves and then they can help others in the future. Definitely. You know what I mean? So uh, we'll hop into real quick a little, kind of get down into the old uh, things to avoid. You know, the first thing you want to do is you want to make sure that you ground yourself um, and energetically ground yourself, not just physically, but like energy, your energy, ground your energy, have the right mind state, you know, clear your head, go into it. You know, you want to clear the room before attempting to make contact with the spirit as well. So, uh, you know, grounding yourself involves visualizations in which you release all negative energy from your body while at the same time drawing uh drawing down into your body's divine energy from God. So you want to kind of go in and clear out all the bad energy that might be in the room. Um, 
first things first, you should probably want to clear out the energy within yourself, right, Ray? You'd say first things first. Uh, first things first is yourself. What I used to have them do, I would teach them a very basic meditation uh, based on the chakras. I tell them what they are and what they do, how to visualize them. And starting with the root chakra, working the way up through the body to the crown, which is the top of the head, to clear out all of the negative. And at once they have cleared the crown to allow the light and the love and the divine into, into you. So that the negative is gone and the positive is in, and then extend that energy out into the room, driving everything out that is uh, not positive. Is that and like it a-, a basic, you know, 10-minute meditation, very simple to learn. I would hand it out so people could do it, but meditation is a good way, and it involves visualization. You, you in your mind, you see the light, you see it flooding the room, you see the whole room clearing and feeling... Uh, comfortable and at peace as well as yourself yeah and then you, you know you you, you you drawing down uh into your body the energy from god you know so you always plugging in you know what i mean it's like free opening yourself up kind of peering your peering yourself in a way and then plugging into god that's that's the vibe you know what i mean to kind of enter the spiritual world do you think there always has to be a plug into god to go into the spiritual world? Do you think you can, you can wander um, without him? And if you do, is it more dangerous? You can wander without. You can open up doors unknowingly or even on purpose and you're not ready for it. And there are dangers in that because uh, what you will attract is not necessarily good. I used, to tell, I used to tell people that, you know, light attracts light. If you are light, if you are good, if you are love, if that is, happens to be a divine light, and you've, you're projecting that, darkness doesn't want to come anywhere near you. Right. Yeah, I mean, I used to use a simple comparison that, you know, you've got a dark room, there's shadows in the corner, everything's there, you turn on the light, and it's all gone. Right. And it's the same thing when you become that light and you extend that light, it drives out darkness. It also attracts uh, the good, good people, good spirits, um, they see the light from the other side and they're drawn to it. Yeah, no, I agree completely. You know what I mean? There's a yin and a yang. It's a fun thing with the, with the dark energy. You'll see your light. It's too bright. You'll be afraid of it because it might consume it. Um, but if it's not as bright, that's what it'll come, come looking, come looking to capture, just diminish any light that it can, you know? Yeah, definitely. Turn that light bulb on inside you. Turn that, let that light in and, project it out and uh you'll be fine the sun is gone but i have a light for sure uh after the room is cleared you know you want to clear a room or a space uh, visualize that space is gradually filling with the brilliant white divine light so what you want to do is you want to focus of you know you've now that you've plugged in now you're transporting that light into the, the the physical place where you are at that time um you know, make sure the light spills everywhere and covers all four corners of the space. Uh, and if it's more of a hexagon room, then you get all the corners, not just the four um, in a fancier house. Um, and then build the light until the entire room is filled with it, side to side, top to bottom. Um, it's very important I, I, for this procedure. If you were to have, you know, if you were to have uh, a little, you know, lack of light, we'll say, in, in some of that room, 
what, what would that do to the process? You think? Uh, it, it might it, it would allow something dark to stay around, okay. to possibly possibly attached to you. Yeah. Um, I've gone into places. I mean, there was one uh, where uh, you were filming. I had a part in it. And uh, I pulled up to the house. And I could feel the evil just, it was kind of like overwhelming. In that case there, I envisioned around me um, using a a very quick meditation. Uh, Some people call it the flower of life. Some people call it the Merkaba, but if you could imagine a ball of rotating light all around me, and I was totally in, enclosed in it. Once I did that, I felt comfortable walking in because anything in there would not be attracted to me and could not attach to me. Yeah. And you had a nasty experience while you were in there. Yeah. Yeah, that was the, the, the Chomo, Petto, Chomo Petto ghost story, if I remember correctly. Is that what you were talking about? Oh, yeah, that growl you picked up on. Yeah, where we had a growl, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anybody who wants to hear the full story, check out uh, episode, I forget the number, but season one, uh, Chomo Petto Ghost. Um, Because that episode we talk about, you know, the ghosts left behind of of people that were um, some of the worst of humanity, some of the worst people that would do something to kids, an ultimate evil, if you will, you know what I mean? A whole different category of evil in that, in that, that plane, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you cl- you fill up your room with light, you know what I mean? Um, and then once the, you know, light is, is filled in here, you know, you want to, first thing you want to avoid having the wrong intentions, you know what I mean? You want to kind of be going in for, you know, uh, I guess for a positive reason, you know, real quick, Ray, how, what does, what does the church feel about speaking to spirits? You know what I mean? I know that they're all for talking to God, of course, you know, and being in, in the presence of God and speaking tongues and, you know, dancing in the spirit and stuff. But they, they have kind of a different outlook on actual spirits and, and talking to actual spirits, right? Uh, yes, they frown on it. Yeah. Cause they, why, uh, yeah. They, t- they tend to quote the Old Testament in certain segments of it, uh, Certain parts of the Old Testament admonish against it. But at the same time, what was a warning to people about, against charlatans in, a, uh, in the Old Testament is almost contradicted in parts of the New Testament in that you have the apostles when uh, Jesus asked them, you know, who am I? And they start naming, oh, you're the prophet who has returned. You're the so-and-so was returned. And I think there's one point, I don't know if it was, there's one character, there's one person in the Old Testament who at one point actually contacts somebody, um, and he's a holy figure, yeah. and asks ask someone to communicate and ha- bring me, and he brings the image of a prophet to give this person knowledge. So it almost goes two ways. The current and that uh, is basically look out for fakes is the way I interpret it. People are trying to draw, draw you away from your belief using that. But at the same time is that the holy can contact you and that they can give you messages and they can give you guidance. Yeah. So it, it does go both ways. The current church is pretty much against all of it. 
and it, it takes some of their fire away if you rely on it because right. it it has it has become an institution it's self perpetuating and they don't want anyone coming in saying well look you can do it no you can't <laughs> uh-uh, well, no you can't you think that's a way to keep down um you know, messiahs or martyrs, if you will, you know, if they, that you think a lot of people would be running up saying that they talk to God and that they're the new Jesus or whatever, if they accepted to talk to any spirit, if you will. I think that that's, that's one way to suppress that. Um, yeah, I, I would, I would say that's, that's pretty good there. The other thing is that you had, for instance, in the past, you had the Gnostic movement. I mm-hmm. forgot what they used to Kafirs, I'm not sure what they were called, that the church prosecuted. Now, in the Gnostic movement, they believe that if you reach out to God, God reaches back. You don't believe you come to know God because um, you are, because God lives within you also. So mm-hmm. they preached direct knowledge of God. And the problem the church had with that was that then you wouldn't need the church. Right. They actually persecuted, executed tortured i mean on the same level that they did with witches right even though that they believed in the same god they just believed that you didn't need an intermediary which uh if you go back in early medieval times that would have been a priest in a church yeah you could, you could come directly to know god that's where kind of like the corruption of the church came from with that and i do believe that there's a little bit of god in everybody the energy the light within um i think that, you know that's probably the these priests and, and, and pastors and, you know, all these walks of life that take that crooked route eventually. I think it all starts with that, you know, I have the power of God within me. It starts, and then that, that ego light, I won't call it the light of God, but the ego light grows within them. And they eventually start to actually think that they are God. You know, they're, they're being used as a, as a tool, but they kind of, they think that they become the toolbox, you know what I mean, in a way, you know, it's, it's a weird it's ego, you know. It's kind of one of the one of the biggest malfunctions of human humanity is uh, ego, ego, pride, all these deadly sins. You know? Well, I see that. I've seen very good ministers and pastors in the church, and I've seen some which kind of I raise an eyebrow to. Yeah. But I've also seen it, like in the New Age movement and mm-hmm. others outside of the church, that they fall prey to that same thing, that well, same right. ego, and. Uh, they may not have the institution behind them or they can't hide in it, but they're doing the exact same thing, which they often talk, uh, talk against. It's yeah. I mean, it's like I said, there's good and bad in every, every, everything. Um, and yet yeah, modern days as well. And, you know, it's, it's with like with police, you know, you can say corruption's not just, you know, p- pulling somebody out of a car for no reason and beating them up and stealing their wallet, you know what I mean? Or killing them. Corruption can be as little as like you pull over your your brother, you know, you're, you let your brother go for, on a speeding ticket or you, you know what I mean? You've got a neighbor that you've seen run a stop sign and you're not going to pull him over and give him a ticket. That's still corruption in my mind. It's not at a bigger level, you know what I mean? Because you might flip, you know, you might you might run into a city, uh, uh, like a, a, just a civilian that you hit him with that ticket or, you know, you know, everybody knows about the quotas where supposedly, you know, the, the police you know, we'll speculate, even though it's reality with the police, you know, there's certain times of the month they're, they're out, they're pushing, pushing down to get, give out more tickets to meet their quota. You know what I mean? And uh, at that point, which is very unfortunate, because at that point, it's kind of like you need, it's like you need to, 
make sure you have these out because they have to reach, you know, money has to come in for these things. So it's like, uh, it's a weird vibe because now you're letting somebody slide. So you're going to have to hit hammer somebody else over the head double as hard to make up for that person you let and slide. And I think that that's kind of corruption in the smallest of forms, but still corruption. And the priesthood's the same thing. So yeah, maybe you're not, maybe you're not robbing the collection plate. You know, you get a congregation of people that are living in their cars, but they're giving you their last five cents. And you're not, you're robbing those people, you know, maybe not doing that, but maybe you're doing something where, you know, you're, you're accepting something, uh, you know, that you regularly would have to pay for and everybody else would have to pay for, but you're accepting it as, you know, a gift. We'll call it a gift or a blessing. You know what I mean? And then you really get to kind of dr- figure out where the line's drawn with what's a blessing and a gift and what's just kind of overstepping your position. You know what I mean? And take advantage of your position. That's where I think the real question is with that. What do you think? Uh, I agree. I think that there is good and bad in everybody. Yeah. And you've got to, you cannot ignore the bad. I think a problem with, uh, and I'll refer back to, and this is 15, 20 years ago, where they used to call it the new age movement. Mm. Uh, Don't know what they call it now. A lot of it was everything's about, oh, light, light and love, light and love. And they just, that's it. Well, unless you dig that evil out of yourself, unless you take a look at your dark side, it's always going to be there. Right. And I think that if you go back to some of these guides as far as uh, cleansing before you communicate, it is to replace that darkness with light, to push it out and have that light to be able to communicate with spirits. Now with spirits, it can be the spirits of the dead. It can be angelic or whatever realm you're reaching out to. Um, you have the ascended masters uh, as, a, as an, another group. And yeah, you want that light there because light attracts light, but you cannot deny um, that there is some evil in everybody. And it's a lifelong journey, a lifelong work to try and get rid of that, evil in you which makes you a better person but also makes you less susceptible to external influences of evil yeah it's true that's a good point um you know so with with going back to the intention things you know with what you just said you know it's it's the there's a darkness already within that you know they they think that you might they might have mastered it, but with it, but realistically, it's still deep, deep, deep down in. So, and you never know because subliminally, those intentions could be making the decisions for you, and you not even realize, you know, the deal. Um, but um, next, yeah, no, it can be, it can be simple on a ghost hunt. Your intention is over there. It's like, oh yeah, I want evidence. I want evidence. I want evidence, or yeah. I want to impress my friends, uh, or. And let's say someone is meditating or trying to contact spirits because they want power. They want knowledge. Uh, they're not going to draw anything good with that. Yeah. Well, so sure, you know. Your attention run, runs deep. And whether it is uh, attempting a communication, a meditation, ghost hunting, keep the intention pure. Keep the intention good. Um, and you will draw in those spirits and those entities which have a positive message will be able to help you. Yeah. But yeah, not, I mean, not, not with the wrong intention, though. 
Yeah, if you're doing it because you think it's cool, you just have some fascination with death, you're trying to scare people, or uh, you know, just entertainment value, trying to make kind of a mockery of it, um, you're kind of doing it for the wrong reason. Uh, I, and I'm a, I'm a believer also that if you're going in, I almost I know I I believe that they can feel your vibe. So I think if you're going in with the intention of one of those things I just said, um, you're not going to see anything because. As a youngster, that's how we approached every little, you know, half-ass investigation we did with our friends was, oh, this is going to be cool. Let's go see something. Let's go see something. And we never seen anything. And the only times that I've ever seen anything paranormal is when I was least least expecting it, wasn't looking for it, and just happened to be at the right place at the right time where it just happened. Like, I've never found anything just going to look for it. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think that there's... There's uh, I don't think they'll show they they catch your energy and I don't think they're they're not gonna give it up that easily, you know what I mean? It's not prom night for in high school, you know what I mean? Um, but they uh, they do they will hit you with it. If you're if you're a naysayer, a non believer or something like that, I think that they'll they might show you just to maybe kinda twist you up a little bit. You know, if they know that you believe in something like that, if they catch that energy, then they'll they'll show you too, but not if you're looking for it or mocking it, you know what I mean? It's one of those weird things. So, I mean, therefore, it's important, you know, you want to make sure your intention is pure and to communicate your intention with your prayers before and after the exercise. Because pure intentions uh, include seeking your higher self and higher energies who can bless, build up, and support you as well as others and as well as a physical person could do. You know, you're going to journey into a weird situation and the physical, you're going to want to have a friend with you, you know what I mean? Um in case something goes down, you're gonna want the same thing in kind of a spiritual world as well. You know what I mean, right, Ray? Uh, yeah, def- definitely. Um, you don't want to go in without any sort of help, and whether it is the higher self, ascended masters, uh, depending upon your belief, maybe angels, whatever, calling upon them to help and to protect you uh, will make a make a big difference in how safe you are and how successful you are. Yeah. You got any experience with that thing about how if you kind of if you're going in there with the wrong vibe or bad intention that, you know, you're not going to see it like when you were younger. I know you 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 know, I respect it. it, I respect it then, but I respect it more now. And I feel you maybe maybe you had the same kind of thing when you were younger. Not that you didn't respect it, but it was more maybe of a cooler thing instead of more of a thing to culture. You know what I mean? More of a thing to respect. Um but like when you were younger, if you were going there looking for something, did you get that vibe? Like, you know, you weren't going to find it if you were looking for it. It was more of something you had to stumble on or surprise you. It was more stumble on and surprise you. Um, we all evolve. I did find out. And for instance, when teaching mediumship, when I tell people, as long as you try, it won't work. Yeah. Right. And I have to teach them to blank them after the, after they've uh, protected themselves to blank their mind, to let those in spirit, communicate because if you're constantly putting out you can't receive right so you've got to be open from a place of protection now if you were to if you went in there looking for something and was was you know not so respectful about it and seen something would you be um suspicious of that being maybe not a positive energy but maybe like a a negative energy or something i would be but what i would do is try and uh, read the energy. 
Yeah. Try and feel the vibration and the energy and go on that instinct. If it was a lower vibration, if it was a negative energy coming at me, then I'd start building walls and cast it out. Right. Because sometimes they don't want you there. I did an investigation in an old reformatory in a uh, prison. And uh, actually, we have an episode about that. Mm-hmm. And there was one section when I was doing EVPs and I walked into a cell that was notorious. I think someone had died in there and then someone else had been set on fire. It was really notorious, but I did my prayers ahead of time and I walked in there with the uh, recorder going. And uh, I forgot exactly what I said. You know, I'm in here. Um, you know, do you want me here? I forgot ex- the exact words were. And then I said, I'm, I'm leaving. And the negative energy in there on the EVP, uh, the voice said, this is our place. And then it told me, get out. So they didn't want me in their place. My energy contradicted, went opposite theirs. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't want the light. They'd become entrenched in the dark in that place. They were telling me to get out. Yeah. Like, our place, get out. It's like, okay, I'm gone. I picked yeah. that up picked that up in a recorder afterwards and said okay yeah in certain situations like that I think there's enough paranormal activity in them that if you go there looking for it even if you're being disrespectful or uncool about it I think um, you still will see something if you know if you upset it enough Uh, whether you upset it because you're taunting it which is a big no-no never taunt and never push, or you may upset it because you're exactly the opposite of what they are. If it's a dark energy or a light energy, they may respond in a negative way. What would be a negative way that a, a, a spirit could respond? Scare you, push you out, make you feel sick. Yeah. That, that again, is why you want those protections. Yeah. So that, so that they can't harm you. And that includes m- making you sick or even attached to you to follow you yeah, home. F- follow you home and, yeah, make you sick all the time. Make you depressed. You know, there, there's debate with that. I think that that's a little bit of that, too, you know. I think the, everybody kind of gets depressed from time to time. I think depression is one of those things that just kind of floats around in the, in, the, in the ether, you know what I mean? And people catch it like the flu from time to time. Um, I think uh, – yeah, it's like that. Like that, they're almost on the same vibe a little bit, you know. That bad energy, you know, just floats around and hooks India. And uh, I do think that if you catch like a, a negative energy on you, like that would lay on you like depression. I think you know what I mean. It would, it would, it would be uh, troublesome, and you got to figure out a way to shake it or pass. I don't know. It's weird when you get something like that, and you, it, it, you know, with like a spell of depression, if you will, and it passes. Do you think that's um, you think that the, whatever it is, it leaves? Or you think whatever it is just figures a way to, like, you know, suffice itself for the time being and, uh, you know, satisfy itself with the hurt that it made the person feel and then go away for a little bit? Or what do you think? You think it, it, that doesn't actually leave. It just buries, burrows deeper into the brain until uh, not until uh, it needs to rain on another parade? I think that what it does is, yeah, it, it attaches stronger. The depression can uh, put you in a negative mood and it drags you down. It gets a better hold. You may fight your way out of it, but it's still going to be there. And the next time it'll be worse as it begins to slowly take you over and not do it all at once. It can also uh, show as a physical illness. 
I've known people that have gone into a situation and come out and been uh, sick, yeah. like physically physically sick. They went in healthy, they came out physically sick, and it took quite a bit of uh, prayers, even an exorcism, before they started feeling better. Mm. Body pains. I've seen situations with body pains and stuff like that. Sore backs will act up and you know, pulled muscles and all that, headaches, you know, migraines, all types of crazy physical things, you know what I mean? It can affect you in physical ways. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk this. Um, we want to, next up, you know, we want to avoid taking drugs or drinking alcohol when communicating with spirits because uh, the spirits you may be uh, speaking with might not be really there. They might be in your head, you know. Uh, substances open a back door to the spirit world, whether we are trying to communicate with them or not. If we are under the influence of these substances when attempting spirit communication, we allow all sorts of energies in, especially those attracted to the lower vibration attached to intoxication. Uh, those spirits may be mis- uh, mischievous or even malicious and can cause us far more trouble than we ever anticipated. Now, this is a great one right here because I've always wondered the thing when you're on drugs or you're drunk, like it's almost like a third eye opened situation. You know, you're almost in a weird, it's a weird state that you're in. You know what I mean? Um, people could say it's almost a drunk in the spirit. People get that way a little bit. They get real goofy when they're in the presence of God. You know what I mean? Um, what's your take on like a drug or an alcohol, the high from that almost bringing you to an enlightened place? I really don't think it brings you to an enlightened place. I think it's a false sense of enlightenment. Yeah. It, it actually lowers your vibration so that it blocks enlightenment and it does open that back door for the uh, lesser entities to attach or to attack you. Right. Um, because you're not your true self. You altered yourself chemically. Yeah. And you brought your vibration down. So anything at a lower vibration or a darker vibration, the lower the darker it is, um, now can latch on because you're matching it. Right. And you're not above it anymore. Hmm. It's true. It's a good point, right? It's a good point. You know what I mean? You got to be careful with those vibrations. But it's all the, yeah, the vibrations. Everything's a vibration, um, which is very interesting. But yeah, the the intoxication, they they don't they want people not intoxicated for more reason than just being obnoxious and rude. You know what I mean? You also with the if if you're high or whatever, you can't really you can't really kind of if they say they heard something, you can't really you know it ain't that credible if they're all blasted out if they're saying they heard heard somebody say their name. It's probably them. You know what I mean? Well, I, I know that um, if you stay, if you are calm hmm. and you are centered, then uh, what you hear or see is very clear, and there's no doubt about it. And taking that episode where I uh, re- referred to, uh, where I did kind of that walkthrough semi-investigation thing, the yeah. time the empty room I was walking out of, I not only got the recording but I could hear clearly the voice saying no. Um, when I said, I'm leaving, but I was sober. I did my, I did my prayers. I was, had a nice clear mind. 
And I was able to hear it in the physical world as well as have the uh, recorder pick it up, which is actually it didn't even spook me or scare me or anything. I just said, okay, someone doesn't want me to leave in my head. <laughs> Whoever that one was, they liked the visitor. But uh, yeah, th- there's a big difference to be go- between going, whoa, man, look at that. And <laughs> Dude, what's that? And standing there and seeing something and going, oh, I didn't even take anything today. Whoa. I know. That's some <laughs> a good big, big, different, big difference when you are sober and you see it and you go, uh-huh. Okay. I don't have an excuse. That's real. They say it has a sobering effect. Oh. So. <laughs> Let me choke on my joke. Um, you also, you want to avoid uh, spirit communication when feeling negative, imbalanced, or unhappy. Are you familiar with that? I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? Well, if you're negative, unhappy, uh, you're out of balance, and you're going to put that energy out, and it's going to bring that negative energy right back in at you. Yeah. It's going to take an unbalanced or negative energy that's out there, and it's going to bring that energy into you. It's going to bring that spirit, uh, that demon, that whatever it is, is going to latch on it's kind of like opening a door a door um i'll use a dark room thing again you've got one room where the light's on and then you got a, the next room that's in the dark and when you if open that door instead of flooding letting your light flood into the darkness you turn your light down the darkness comes into you mm-hmm. and that that's what that does when you're in that negative when you're depressed when you're feeling uh, bad or angry, you're inviting it in because you're giving it an environment that it's comfortable in, that it lives in. So it attaches to you. It comes in and uh, becomes one with you. Yeah. You know, they say that, it, you know, if you got your loving, loving energy that you'll be attracted to, a positive light will be attracted to you and the, the flip of, you know, negative energy, the reverse effect. But that's not always entirely true as well though because you can also have a dark energy that sees a, a positive energy and wants to go get it you know what i mean it may decide that that's a challenge and it wants to go get it but if you are a positive energy and you have put your protections up it will fail um it's just because the dark energy also is like you were talking about ego before the dark energy is the ultimate expression of ego it you thinks understand. it can- it yeah. thinks it can overcome. And uh, if you're in the right frame of mind, you're in the right place and you've done the right things, it will not overcome. You know, you the, the dark energy that would come towards the light energy, would you have the light energy that would move towards the dark? It doesn't really quite seem like it would that way. I mean, even in humanity, you do it. You have a lot of that. You have both the, you know, the negative that moves towards the positive is just as much as the positive that moves towards the negative. You know what I mean? But I think in the spiritual world, you think that, that that that's the same equation. I almost feel like it wouldn't be. I feel like light would would hardly ever move towards the darkness. The light doesn't move towards the darkness. The darkness tries to, to in subtle ways, knock down the light, take mm-hmm. down the light because it doesn't like it. Um, if you you bring your light into the darkness, then you dispel it. Mm. Um, and it's not necessarily our job to go around and spend our whole lives dispelling darkness. It's just bringing light wherever we can, wherever that happens to be. Right. Be Just be like a lantern. All you can do is be a lantern in the dark as an energy. 
yeah, that's what you can be. It'll draw other people uh, who need that light. Um, it'll intensify and uh, help someone else in their light and in their path. Uh, drive out some darkness, but it's just the more you intensify your light, so to speak, yeah. the less the less the darkness will be able to reach you, and the more other people seeking light will be drawn to you, or you'll be able to help them uh, raise themselves up. Yeah, which is beautiful, very positive stuff. I enjoy that. Um, you know, uh, another thing it says you want to, uh, avoid is contacting spirits when you are fatigued or exhausted. Now that would make sense because, you know, your guard would be down, you know what I mean? Being, being overly tired makes you physically vulnerable, uh, and less in touch with what's going on, you know, around you or within you even, um, you know, when you're fatigued or exhausted, it's easier to misread energies and misunderstand messages. You know, I, I agree with that. Anybody that's ever been way too uh, exhausted, um, you know, your mind it almost starts stops working at one, it's at a point you feel like where it just simple things that you should know is like, why, why am I not knowing this right now? You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I assume much like anything, you're going to want to have, you know, a good head about you going into it. I agree. That one's kind of self-explanatory. If, you know, I don't care how well you plan to do something, you had something set up, whether it is being uh, depressed, but especially if you are just wiped out uh, and you can't focus. If you can't focus, you can't be that light. If you can't focus, you can't control yourself or things. And that darkness will be able to attach to you, will be able to get to you. Yeah. You need that inner strength that comes from calm and also that energy of being rested. Yeah, you really need, if you're going to investigate something, you really need to approach it like you're going into a boxing match or an MMA fight or anything or a run, a marathon. You know, you need to kind of train for it, be prepared, you know, get a good night's sleep beforehand, eat a good breakfast and head into it, you know, with your head on your shoulders, eyes forward, head in the game. You know what I mean? Don't don't half ass it. That's when you when when you half ass it, you get turned into half an ass. That's what you turn into. You get, it's trouble. It's bad news. But yeah, you definitely want to be fully prepared, much like anything. You know what I mean? Um, especially when you know you can have something latch on and bring it back with you into your life, and you don't want that. You go you 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 stumble into some miserable, full of hate, negative, dark energy that sees you have a little bit of light. Um, you see this in human form where you just have miserable people that just want to make everybody around them ter- terribly miserable. You know what I mean? Same things in the spiritual, maybe even more because they're kind of really stuck in it. There's really no kind of escape for them. So their hatred and bitterness is outmatched probably. Um, so yeah, you really get a, you be, be prepared to uh, step in the ring with these things and, you know, protect yourself going in and coming out so they stay there and don't follow with you. Because, yeah, the last thing you really need is you the last thing you need is something tagging on to you, bringing down, bringing down the whole mood, whether it be literally in your life or just within your head, making you feel that these things are all going, you know, haywire. Um, neither of those are good. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, 
Yeah, you definitely want to stay out of that, you know. Um, so with that being said, you know what I mean? Uh, one of the things they also want to say is, you know, to go a little bit into what they brought up before, you know, you want to avoid attempting to contact spirits with others who are negative, imbalanced, or unhappy. You know what I mean? Much like the way you don't want to be the person with those feelings. You don't want somebody around you like that. That kind of goes without saying. You really don't want somebody around you like that anyways. Um, you know, it's one of those deals, you know, for the same ra- for the same reasons um, with anything, spiritual or not, you know what I mean? Um, what's your take? If somebody was to be investigating and they woke up on the wrong side of the bed, right, do you think that they're better off just to call it off? Or do you think that they're better off trying to, like – try and show up and get themselves into the right mood after arriving. I would think that they should try and get themselves into the right frame of mind before they show up. Yeah. Cause if, if they're not in the right frame of mind and they show up, they've already lost. Well, they lost they've for everybody for the team, for, for the whole team, because then right. they become the one thing that draws in the negative. They become the one weak point. Yeah. And, uh, they should recognize that, and, you know, if they can't reschedule or whatever they're doing, they should tell the team, listen, I can't do it tonight. I don't want to put you at risk. I don't want to hold you back. And they, they, because it's simply not, it's not going to work for me today. Yeah. And that's very, that's very difficult to do uh, pretty much across the board in life. Because at times many people go somewhere that they attempt something and they're not really uh, in a proper frame of mind to do it. Usually you do not have much success at that point. When you're dealing with this with the spirit world and you do that, then there's the additional risk that not only you're putting yourself at risk for anything uh, evil to attach or to influence you, but uh, being a method or a vehicle for it to reach others in the group. So you have to be aware and think of them as well and not just, gee, I wanted to do this for a week. I'm going to do it anyways. Realize that it's more serious than that and bow out if you can't reschedule it's like wearing a mask during COVID times you want to wear a mask you don't want to bring anything back you don't want to you don't want to infect your team or yourself or them with anything they can bring back the loved ones you know the same thing with the mask you don't you wear the mask not so you you know you don't get it so you don't pass it off to your grandparents or something like that you know what I mean you want the same thing um, or new, young children, you know, the same. You wouldn't want to pass off one of these, you know, weaselly dark forces. Um, it's the gift that keeps giving, you know what I mean? You don't want to deal with that stuff. Um, so make sure anyone you have with you, they share the same energy with you, uh, positivity and love, you know what I mean? It's very important. And why you wouldn't want a negative person with you anyways, because the, your team are the people you're looking to to, like, support, you uh, physically and spiritually, mentally, um, throughout this little quest or battle, if you will. So you're not going to want somebody who's, you know, in their own head, depressed, thinking about, you know, why they hate their life or something while you're trying to, like, make contact. Because if you care about that person, it's going to get their feelings are going to get a lot worse for them. Uh, as well as open everybody up to that situation. And not just the people there, but all the people they interact with. Almost goes into that stamp that Ray's talked about before, where, you know, everybody, if you meet somebody, you almost have, you put a stamp and you make a stamp on their life. And you're kind of always 
you got, you know, always connected through that stamp, you know what I mean? Through a handshake or whatever. Um, so just be mindful of this, you know what I mean? Be very mindful of these things. Um, another thing uh, is definitely avoid fear, you know what I mean? Do not attempt spirit communication if you are afraid of it. If you are curious but also afraid, even the slightest amount, if you're unsure of yourself, you know what I mean? Spirit communication uh, is not advised. If you are fearful on any level, make sure to read books on it. You know, listen to shows like Mostly Ghostly and uh, speak to others who can educate you about the process and uh, make you more comfortable with it before you're going in. You know what I mean? It's one of those, you don't want to jump in over your head because once you're over your head, you're already you're in a bad place you can't get out of. And there's no coming back from over your head most of the time. You usually need someone to help you out with that. Uh, just as you might must make sure that you are positive and healthy when dealing with spirits, you must also drive out all fear, you know, as harboring fear may attract entities that wish to play upon that fear. You know, that's almost just a life lesson in general for anybody out there. You know, I know it's hard to kind of avoid fear. Sometimes it, it lurks within us all. It's one of our, our makeups, you know what I mean? But you really got to kind of let it go. And what's the, you know, the worst that can happen is already destined to happen in the end of the story anyway. So what, what else, you know what I mean? Just kind of live out your life as is. Um, but yeah, for sure. Like again, bringing fear, uh, it's just like bringing that bad energy that if you had somebody that was hateful or bitter or jealous, you know, whatever, just depressed, you know, whatever feeling of, of gloom or negativity that they had, you know, would kind of spread, spread like wildfire throughout the people. You know, if you ever, if you have ever, stop to watch that you know if you realize you take a room full of you take a room full of happy people and you add somebody very angry the mood will change drastically to a very uncomfortable feeling but if you have a mood a room full of uh you know upset people and you could bring in somebody as somebody who's having fun to that equation it's more likely that that fun person will flip that room than you'll see a depressed person flip a room of happy people, you know what I mean? Or angry person, you know, so positive usually is the, is the, the better way. Um, but yeah, the same thing with this, you know, the avoid, you can avoid that fur, that fur. Um, but, you know, avoid spirits who tell you to listen only to them. That's another thing that's big. Um, not to be confused with churches that tell you to only listen to their God. That'd be two different things, I think. I don't know. Who knows? But spirits working for your uh, uh, edification and betterment will never tell you to replace your judgment with theirs. Um, this will never seek to tell you. They'll never seek to tell you what to do or control you in any way. High-level spirits make suggestions. And they offer insight and they present options to you, and then you have free choice. Uh, and you, you, at that point, you do as thou. You, 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 cho- you choose your path. You know what I mean? They want you to decide what choice is better for you. And I will never force that choice upon you or become upset when you do not follow their advice. Never work with any spirit or energy that attempts to control you or wants to carry out tasks which are negative and do not feel right. This is sure sign that you are dealing with a non-evolved spirit. And this must always be... Uh, avoided now when they say non-evolved does that just mean does that mean a bad energy or somebody that's not quite found out the right path or is that or is that one and the same what i just those two things 
Um, it could be the same. Uh, non-evolved is kind of a broad statement, but um, yeah, it seems not like they're not bad. They're like per- middle of the road. Non-evolved, like well, they're bad, but they're working their way towards good. You know what I mean? But they're also weak at that. They have a weakness at that point because if they, let's say, it's a person in spirit and they're not um, aware they're in spirit, they're holding on to something. They've got some negative things in their energy that's holding them back, then yeah, they're not someone you really want to get involved with. Um, Going back a little bit just to uh, avoiding fear. The easiest way to avoid fear is to get some sort of training and know where you are, know who you are and where your center, where your center is. Um, Anybody, I don't care who you are going into a, let's say it's an investigation um it shouldn't really be fear it should be it should be more a little bit of an excitement about what's coming up yeah but not be afraid of the investigation as far as non-evolved spirits or as far as spirits claiming authority i've never heard of or read of or had any experience with any spirit that um wanted to control and that that's going back to negativity and ego wanted to control you. Yeah. And if they're telling you to go against your instincts and go against your path, then that's wrong. Now, I have dealt with um, spirit guides in the past and they can be a hard task master, but it, but they're always challenging you and letting you find your way to the next step. Like they give you a nudge and it's kind of like, okay, now you figure the rest out. And now right. you figure the rest out. It's not like saying you have to do this or you have to be this. It's kind of like, okay, you've reached this point. I mean, one of the uh, most interesting things, I was doing a meditation one time. I have a spirit guide I call my grandmother because she presents that way. And I was feeling kind of cocky. And I, I was saying, okay, I was asking for more and more and more. I'm ready more and more and more. And they took me to a place and showed me something which absolutely terrified me. And I thought I was going to fall. And I felt a hand grab my arm and pull me back. And I woke up from the meditation. And I went into another room, into the uh, bathroom, got in front of the mirror uh, because I was sweating and I was scared. And I'm washing myself up. And this was a meditation done in the summer. I had a short sleeve shirt on. And when I'm washing my face, I raise my arm. I look at the back of it. There's a handprint, like somebody had grabbed me hard. Yeah. And the lesson was, cool your jets. Forget your ego, okay? One step at a time. Yeah. Now, it wasn't, it wasn't telling me, <coughs> do this, do that. It was telling me, wake up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, when you come back, come back with a new attitude, okay? <laughs> and I was like, Okay, I've got a physical manifestation of something that just happened while I was alone in an and I was living in an apartment at the time, alone in an apartment. I got a physical thing on my arm that kind of confirmed like, okay, I'm not the know-it-all. I'll keep my mind open and I'll listen. And that changed changed me quite a bit. Yeah. It changed me, but the, it wasn't a it wasn't uh it's never been a case of anyone um whether it has been someone in this world i consider a teacher or in the spirit world the same ever said you must do this or you must follow this path yeah 
they always took it to another level and they always said, okay, now you, you explore and find yourself here. And I had to evolve myself and proceed. And then it was kind of like I got a pat, a pat on the shoulder and said, okay, you ready for the next challenge? (laughs) I don't know if it was anything like the last one, but, uh, yeah, they cannot be domineering at all. And also if they're weak or unevolved, um, what they're going to do is there is a trace of negativity in there. There's a trace, uh, they're a little lost and you really don't want to hook up, so to speak with a lost spirit. You don't want to, um, now, sometimes they say that, uh, you know, that's, that's a risk when you're, let's say, communicating with the dead. Um, if you're talking about mediumship, but at the same time, if you are, again, if you've done your protections, you're coming from that place of light and you know who you are, you bring in only those who want to give a positive message, who want to help the people that's still in this world. And you won't have the unevolved or you won't have the negative coming through. Yeah. You'll have only those that want to give messages of love and let their loved ones know that they're okay. So whether it's ghost hunting, whether it's uh, mediumship or whether it's meditation, seek, seeking um, help from those in spirit, where you're coming from is key. <coughs> Excuse me. And recognizing uh, who you're dealing with and who you're talking to. And there are times you have to just say no and uh, send out some, uh, some light, say a prayer for them and then move on. Yeah. Them telling you to do stuff sounds like the first stages of like a possession type deal. Almost once you, I feel like when they start telling you to do stuff and once you start to actually do, that's when they slide in, you know what I mean? Well, they get, what they're trying to do is give you, get you to give up your free will. Yeah. So that now you're following them blindly, and that's how they get their that's how they get their uh, claws into you, so to speak. That's how they start to control you or take you over. You should never give up your free will. How, how powerful do you think one of these spirits could get fully, you know, vampiring into like a, a living soul? How powerful do you think they're, they're able to get? Uh, some of them powerful enough to take a person over. To turn their life upside down, um, powerful to manifest physical things, um, do harm to them. I mean, there's no limit that once because what you're doing when they get their their hands on you, mm-hmm. and they start connecting with you. They're combining their power with yours. So basically you're feeding them and making them more powerful, whether it's through your fear or whether it's following their, their path, which is a path down the dark side. Um, you're amping it up for them. You're giving them more power and you're giving them access to this world. So they're going to use it. They're going to go full on, use their power and yours together. You go yeah. full on and like breach, exploit that breach and come into this world and wreak havoc. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky stuff, man. It's, it's, it's scary. You know, they can get in there, you know, they, they suck your energy, eventually get you and even kill yourself off probably. And then just consume you. I feel remember we had, when I had, we had shade McCain on the show uh, in the first season, he talked kind of about this dream he had where um, 
these he, he like he was like this voodoo like this witch like weird voodoo witch type thing where uh he was approached in a dream by these by these things that looked like human but they were like he could tell there was something up and um he thought it was like his his telling of the story is very interesting because he likes they were like all in they were in his head but there were spirits and he has this crazy story about how like they had his wallet like they approached him. He said he was in this weird underground tunnel type thing, like a subway, but not so much that. And he said these two Jamaican dudes just approached him and they walked up to him and he said, I got this vibe from him. There was a leader and there was another one with him. And they walked up to me and he's like, they showed him, they, they lifted up his jacket and in his waistband where you, where there would be like a gun or whatever. He said there were these like two wallets and one of them was his. And, um, you know, he said he doesn't know where he mustered up the, the courage within him, but he did, he said he did. And he said that he, he, he knew that was his wallet. So he reached down and he just grabbed his wallet out of the waistband and he pulled it back. And he was like, this is mine. I'm taking it. I don't care. Like, that's what it is. And he said at that moment, they kind of just left. And he said that, you know, to go the, the whole story is there was somebody else that was in, it was him and some lady that were, they upset. There was a lady that was a nurse of Haitian descent and she got fired from her nursing job. And she thought that she was fired because that him and that lady got her fired, which wasn't the case. Um, and in that dream, when he seen those two wallets, he said that, you know, that he, when he woke up, he said, and he swears that he found out that, that the other lady that she was upset with died in her sleep. And he swears that that other wallet in the waistband was the wallet of that lady. And he thinks that it was a spiritual showdown and that he, he grabbed his wallet and said, no, I'm not, you're not taking me. And he thinks that that lady unfortunately didn't have the courage or whatever and she didn't have what it take to take her life back. And he thinks that they, they took her and he thinks that into, into wherever they would take her into the, into the, the afterlife that she, and she thinks that she's some type of prison to uh, prisoner to them in the afterlife, which is, which gives me goosebumps just saying right now, but he believes that as much as he believes the sky is blue and it's, 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 it's something else to hear him tell the story. Um, yeah, but like stuff like that's for real. Like, and I that put that belief in me. You know, that's that's crazy. There's definitely, you know, there's spiritual goons that can be sent after you that that lurk and look for you. People with be you know beacons of light in them. You know, people. So there's people that might live in darkness that have so much light in them that they don't even see. You know what I mean? Um, that that a spiritual realm dweller could see that light of the potential of what they could do you know they could the light within them could if it ever got the blossom it could change the world you know what i mean but it's not shining yet it needs to hit something that makes it shine maybe but those negative spirits would know the potential that's there and they would want to try and snuff that out before it could become that bright light that you know helps out a lot of people so it's kind of a super weird crazy dark vibe and there's always a spiritual battle going on behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Always it's crazy. Oh, definitely. I believe that sometimes the stronger your light gets, the more it tries to attack and not evil tries to attack and knock you down. Yeah. 
it, it doesn't want a bright light. So as you're growing stronger, it throws everything it can at you to set you back so you don't grow, so your light doesn't grow. And uh, that's people who pursue a spiritual path. That's a common thing to have happen to them. They get attacked quite often so that they will leave, they will leave the path or fall off the path. And uh, that's, that's part of that spiritual warfare that's going on all the time. Yeah, but and that was big. What they said about the the spirit would never like a good spirit would never tell you what to do. It would just offer up ideas or suggestions, and then you take. I think that is very valuable. That's a very valuable thing brought up because you know, I think if you were approached by something that was telling you to do something, you would almost take that as well. It's just spiritual energy that's telling me this is the right thing. I should believe it. You know what I mean. I think, and I, I almost feel like I would if something was to come to me in a dream or something and it didn't have an, uh, a scary presence to it, it had a welcoming presence to it and was telling me to do something, I'd probably want to do it. You could, you know what I mean? Because you, when you see these things, who's, maybe it will, it shows itself as somebody from your past that you trust, you know what I mean? You never, you know, a, a, a loved one that passed, you know what I mean? It could be anything. Um, so it's very, I think that's a very valuable information um, that to know that it wouldn't tell you to do something that it would offer up a suggestion and leave it in your hands. I think that's very valuable and important thing to remember um, with talking about this type of thing. What do you think, Ray? I agree. Also, it's uh, you've got to trust your instinct too. I mean, if something is telling you to do something that goes against every fiber of your being, obviously you don't do it. Right. Um, if something is, is saying, you know, try this or suggest this, and you're thinking about it and you find peace in it and you're comfortable with it. And um, you can see that it offers potential, even though it may be hard work, but it offers potential to increase your light or help you on your path. Then, okay, that's a challenge you take up. It may lead you somewhere different than you think, because um, you've got to be open to the fact that, you know, someone sees themselves as uh, following one particular path. And then their road to enlightenment happens to be quite different. And they don't discover that until they have tried different things, until they've experimented and had their eyes opened and said, whoa, that isn't the way that I am meant to go. Um, well, I mean, whether it is some people, it may be Buddhism, some people, it may be a form of Christianity, some people, it may be, uh, there, there are a lot of different things out there. But all of the paths are good. They all lead to the same place. And you'll stumble on some, and then you pick yourself up and you keep going. But that freedom and that free will to explore is something that should never be taken away from you, or not even a hint that, uh, a hint of, no, you're not. No, this is the only way. No, this is the way you should go. If it goes against your instinct and against your training and against where you've been to, then no, that is not a valid path. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Also, you want to avoid working with unenlightened or non-evolved spirits, just like the people. You know, you don't want to deal with negative people. You obviously don't want to be working with negative spirits, you know what I mean, and spirit guides. You know, it's better to work with the high-level entities such as angels and spirit guides. Uh, remember, earthbound spirits are simply people who are dead. People. No, ma no matter alive or dead, are limited by what they know and desire, just like we are. 
an earthbound spirit or one that dwells more closely to the earth plane uh, than enlightened spirits may not know more than you. And they may also have a different intention than you. Um, you will know, you will know an enlightened non uh, or non evolved spirit based on the rate at which they vibrate. Uh, love vib- vibrates at a high, joyful, delightful energy. Alternatively, negative spirits vibrate at a low, negative, fearful, and uncomfortable energy. Um, you can learn the difference between these energies and take heed of them. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, it's kind of a, vi- a vibe. I think you'll definitely be able to get the vibe. You know, the vibe is, you know, a bad, you ever somewhere and you get that bad, weird vibe to you where you just know something's up, like that's that bad energy. In the same way you've ever walked into a place and just felt, you know, whether it's a place where a lot of people are having fun or whatever it is and just walked into an energy where you can feel kind of the joy in the room. You know what I mean? It's, I feel, I, I think it's probably like that same vibe. What's your take, Ray? Uh, I agree. It, it's very, it's very much about the vibe or the feel of it. Um, if it doesn't match yours, stay away. Yeah. Um, like I was talking about in the uh, mediumship is that, uh, yeah, you would, someone might say that those came through are unevolved, which isn't necessarily so. Maybe they are in spirit. Maybe they have evolved, but they're coming from a, they were coming from a place of love to relay a message to a loved one here, a message of peace and calm and encouragement. Yeah. Uh, Listening, communicating that way and relaying a message and listening to it is very different than going on a ghost hunt and getting a message telling you to do something there. Right. Unless it's screaming, get out, then may you want to get out. But outside of that, right. uh, you know, it, it's, it depends on the environment you're in and it depends on what your gut tells you uh, is going on, what the vibe like you said, what the vibe is there, whether it feels good or not. Yeah. If you even begin to trust it. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know what you're reaching out to, of course. So you don't want to, you know, you don't want to be reaching out to Anton LaVey to ask him about like orgies with Jane Mansfield and Sammy Davis Jr. Because you're going to probably gonna get yourself into a predicament, you know, d- d- diving into dark arty type things. You know what I mean? The same way, you know, you're trying to reach out to Adolf. You know what I mean? You're going to get bad vibes. You know what I mean? Um, well, you know, so, yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to reach out to Jeffrey Dahmer for recipes either. I know the cookbook. You know what I mean? Uh, all these bad energies. I mean, these are people that are probably spending their 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 spending their afterlife not being too fun and uh, being punished and such. So if you could, you know, in a situation like that, where if you had a, if you had a soul, like let's say Jeffrey Dahmer, for instance, that died, what, what, whatever anybody believes, let's say he went to hell. Okay. So now he's in hell, he's being tortured and all the things that you would assume, you know, we've all believed to happen when you're in hell. Now, if somebody summons him from hell to a Ouija board, we'll say, do they leave that torture and punishment to come here to do whatever they do? Or is there some weird thing where they're still, you know, taking, you know, dealing with that punishment and torture, but are here as well? Because I almost feel like that's more reason for them to want to suck on to somebody. You know what I mean? If, if you could pull, if you're pulling them away from that torture, to try and communicate with them for whatever, then they're definitely going to want to hook into you. So they don't have to go back to that torture. What do you think? The laws in the spirit world are very different than over here. Uh, Many disciplines, you have your, 
you have who you are now, yourself, and you have your higher self. And above that, your I am presence, which is how going back to the original source or to God. So you exist in the spirit world in the form of your higher self. But you're also here. The two are one. And the more that you align yourself in this life with your higher self, your spiritual self, the stronger you become spiritually. Mm. Um, Also, if you're taking about something using uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, that, you know, if he's in hell, he also is under the control of certain demonic entities. So either them masquerading as him or them taking part of his essence and letting it manifest into this world through, world through that Ouija board yeah, to be able to control you and to be able to manipulate you is something that they would want to do. And let's face it, Dahmer at that point, if you trust in that scenario, wouldn't really have much choice. Yeah, they'd just be a vessel, a vehicle. At that That's it. That's it. They're, they're, manipula- they're manipulating him. You could have a situation, if you take it to the, to the next level, is that Dharma could be suffering and could be regretting his life in hell. And it's even a bigger hell for him to let yeah. this demonic force use him to go after other people. Right. After, after he, because now that he is, has realized the error of his ways, it's even worse for him if they're using his persona or, or his essence to try and manipulate other people into something evil. But that's like yeah. double hell. It is. Well, that's what, it, when we talk about, you know, seeing yourself maybe do bad things to the, the things you did to your loved ones and stuff. If he was a dude that was mournful and regretful, Seeing seeing himself still doing those things while being regretful would be torturous. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's a, a perfect torture for an evil entity. Yeah, and uh, it, it is. It's almost like uh, you know he lost he lost the, the copyright to his likeliness when he signed on the dotted line. You know what I mean? With the devil, it's almost like uh, he signed into a big contract, and it's like, yeah, we own you. And it's like, well, we're going to have you perform, but it's not going to be you. It's going to be one of our people performing. You know what I mean? But, well, you know, because he already established <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer already established a brand, if you will. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now they're just kind of taking it and running with it for the financial benefit of the souls. It's an interesting well, the, take. Yeah. yeah. No, whether it's Dahmer, Manson, Hitler, whomever, it can all be part of their help. Charlie's misunderstood. Charlie Manson's a misunderstood character. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. I bet Charlie would love our show. You know what I mean? But uh, we're not going to ask him because that would be going completely against everything we've talked about today, right? That's it. Um, but yeah, I'm with you on that. I do vibe with that. With that was a great answer to that question. Uh, I do think that they are used. Like it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that person or that soul, that energy getting away from torment to come back up, you know, vacation on Earth for a couple of days. It would be, you know, uh, an entity using using that the image as a vessel. You know, there's this old horror movie. I forget what it was, but. Um, the name of it, but I know the plot of it is uh, there's this mother who was kind of a bad mother and uh, she had a young kid 
and that young kid kills himself. Um, and then after the kid's dead, she goes into like, you know, the darkness of like, I, I should have been a better mother type deal. Right. And the, let's say the kid's name is Johnny. Um, so one night when they, the movie ends like this, uh, you know, she's in her house, it's dark. She's hearing noises coming from the kids room upstairs. And she's like, what, what is this? What's going on here? You know, and there's the moment where the door opens and you hear the footsteps and so she goes to the staircase and she thinks she's like, Oh, Johnny, Johnny, you came back to me. And as Johnny comes down the stairs, it's shadowy and he comes out of the shadow and you see, it's not Johnny. It's like a demon. And she tells the mother, she goes, no, Johnny didn't come back. Johnny sent me back for you. And like, just like the visual and it's saying that gives me goosebumps to this day because I mean, that that what we just talked about is what like that the horribleness of that you know you have a kid i believe the kid killed himself so like there's a dark thing with dark energy with that and um it's the same thing with they would send back the kid wouldn't be able to come back because the kid's you know doing whatever he's doing but the energy you know though that dark energy of a mother wanting to see her kid again you know we we talk about that a lot where you got to be careful with these Ouija board things and stuff. You have a lot of people, you have a, you know, people that are trying to talk to their grandmother again, or, you know what I mean? A lost loved one, or, you know, somebody they were best friends with maybe in a war that passed or something. It's usually a good intention, like an innocent, good intention starting this up where they just kind of want to make contact with a loved one type deal. But you got to be careful because once that door is open, anything could kind of be attracted to that light and want to come through and you know make contact and to go with what this is saying with you know you have worldly spirits on earth you know you want to go to a spirit guide or something bigger it's because a lot of you know there is a lot of just kind of wandering souls that they're just kind of like us that don't really know any better you don't even know that they don't even know that they're dead you know what i mean and they don't they don't, don't really have anything to tell you but them being in your presence gives them a boost because they're, they're sucking up some, some of that energy that they no longer have you know what i mean kind of vampire like a little bit a little bit well the spirit board is much like mediumship in that you can never tell who comes through yeah the, the difference between the two and the mediumship is the amount of control you have by who you are in setting up the circumstances and the positive yeah uh back in the day when i was doing galleries and i would always limit it to 20 people um and i was delivering messages and sometimes i deliver a message and afterwards um I would isolate ahead of time, do my prayers and not talk to anybody and not allow them to talk to me and who they wanted to come through anything. So I knew nothing. I would often give messages and a person was saying, wow, um, you know, I, I wanted to talk to my father, but, you know, my brother came through. One of the things I tell them at the beginning is I cannot control it. Yeah. The only thing I can control control is that nothing negative will come through and it turns out the message they got from their brother is what they needed to hear at that time because those in spirit know more of what we need than we think we do or you know we're, we're like oh i want this and it may not be something that's good for us kind of like a child a child and a parent you know the kid says oh wow you know i'm gonna hold this firecracker and watch it blow up yeah. And the parents over there going, uh, no, you're not. 
you're going to throw it now. <laughs> yeah. But I want to see it. Don't worry. Throw it. <laughs> or they grab it from you. So it's kind of like those in spirit got a little bit better idea, at least the good ones do, the loving yeah. ones, of what's really good for us and what we really need at this moment. May not always be what we think it is, but they know a little bit better than us. We consider them the enlightened parents. Yeah. Well, they, they are, they, they, they've been, they've been around for a lot longer than us. You know what I mean? And they know the deal. It's they're, they're, they're the chosen ones. They're the old ones. Almost. I was trying to look up real quick. Uh, what Ouija means. Uh, do you know what the actual, what Ouija, the word means by any chance? I did it one time, but I forgot what it is. It's uh, yeah, it's um, it, I can't really uh, I'm not really coming up with a you know a board. You know, they, it's pretty much they're just saying it's the board. They're just kind of saying it's the yeah a small board game type deal. They're not actually saying what Ouija is, which I'm very curious of what Ouija is. Um, I know that the board was a Japanese thing, so it's probably uh, has something to do with that. Uh, is my take. You know what I mean. It, it does have a meaning and the meaning is based on someone asked the board you know who are you or what are you and it, it gave a name and oh, really? uh, when they were doing the spirit board stuff and that's how they, it evolved into Ouija at one time they're starting to make a resurgence mm. but at one time Ouija boards uh, were also round Yeah, you're, start, you're starting to be able to find those again but one time they were round the arrangement was different and what was on them. They disappeared. The current uh, spirit board or Ouija board became very popular. And now certain companies are starting to resurrect the round ones. So was there, old, way, old way to contact spirits. Now, is there a significance to the round uh, as opposed to the rectangular? I don't know. I'd have to try and look it up to find out why it was originally round. I, did, the, I just was curious when I saw that. I said, oh, different shape. Okay. Because, I mean, the power is the belief that goes into it. That's what the actual – at the end of the day, it's kind of just cardboard and, and paint and stuff and plastic. But, like, the, what gives it power is the people believing that they're going to actually make contact, right? You can take, uh, let's say, a piece of cardboard or heavy paper. You can draw the symbols on it, yes, no, and put the alphabet. And you can, you can use that, and it works yeah. as effective as something you have in the store. Right. It's the people opening the portal that counts. And they're just focusing their energy to open that portal to bring something through on an object. But it can be anything. Yeah. Um, you, could, you could set uh, a couple of pieces, if you wanted to keep it basic, a piece of paper with the word yes and a piece of paper with the word no. Have people just hold a glass pointing down, but put their fingers on the tip of it, and just ask yes and no questions. And it would work on a table. Yeah. I expen experimented this uh, with stuff like this back uh, late 60s, early 70s when I was in college. Yeah. We, uh, we, we still got to do our Ouija board episode. We, we have we have yet to do it. Maybe coming soon. But, you know, yeah. So what we got here, gentlemen and ladies out there, we got, you know, Things you need to avoid when communicating with spirits. Now, is there anything else we can think of what, when, of things that they need to avoid when communicating with the spirits? 
I can think of positive things they can use when preparing themselves. Three that yes. come to mind easily. One is sound. Um, there, for instance, you have the Sacred Sound Institute. I actually did some recordings for them. The Monroe Institute that have sounds and vibrations that can open you up. There's, uh, well, the, the classic one is the Om when done yeah. correctly. Um, these sounds can also elevate you in a spiritual way and increase your vibration uh, for clearing when you're preparing don't forget incense or sage to be able to clear an area out to remove the negative yeah. you may even want to bring some with you because when you leave a place then you would smudge yourself with the sage afterwards remove anything that may attach to you and one which a lot of people will use uh, and is really easy to get a hold of are different crystals mm-hmm. And if you're looking for protection, most of the black crystals are protection or dispel negative energy. They're also healing. A black labradorite, obsidian, uh, tor- black tourmaline, smoky quartz. These are all things that help hold the negative back and dis- dispel it. If you take ruby, and I'm not talking the gemstone out of a store, you can get raw ruby. That helps boost your personal power. Yeah. And what I consider the granddaddy of all is Moldavite, which you have to be careful using. Moldavite has probably the highest vibration of all crystals. Hmm. It is very powerful. You use it during meditations, and it raises your energy. So much so that I've known people that have bought some. I know one particular lady, and she was not a novice to... um meditations and she had been, I don't know, 20 years in on a spiritual path and she discovered Moldavite and she wore a ring with a big chunk in it. And then uh, she found out she couldn't wear the ring all the time Mm. because her hands started feeling almost arthritic. Mm. Um, She may not have been ready for it. You start with small pieces and you start with with meditations because it will raise that vibration up to a very, very high level. Uh, it is my favorite. Uh, it is rare, so that it is getting a bit more expensive, but still not as much as a jewel out of a jewelry store. Mm. Um, and myself, oh, I've probably 20 years or more been working with it. And right now at any time when I leave the house, one, two, three, I have four pieces on, on me. Some is bigger than a quarter. And because I've gotten used to that vibration. I have them around the house. I have them in pouches. I have, it is something it took me years to work up to, but that's my vibrational level and I'm very comfortable with it. Yeah. But that's a good one. If someone wants to open up, they want to raise their vibration starting gently is with the, with the Moldavite. And I know, uh, as far as Moldavite goes, is a, I think it was a comet came, and actually Moldavia, a comet came down, hit the earth, <coughs> and then large pieces of it bounced back up into the atmosphere. And when it did, it reformed and came down. So it's a crystalline structure that is different from anything found on earth. Mm. So it's considered a gift from the heavens. It also has a very, like I said, a very, very high vibration rate. So it's excellent to boost other crystals and it's also excellent to work with to raise your own vibration. 
Again, just go easy. It is so strong it can overwhelm. Mm. But start with, I mean, if, if I were to go on a, uh, if I were to go on a ghost hunt, which we plan to do in the future, but, uh, yes, I would have my, uh, Moldavite and I would have my, um, Ruby, but I also have, uh, some, uh, black Labradite and it also has on it the images for the seal of Solomon for the power over all things. Yeah. So I've come, I've combined a sigil that, that symbol along with the Labradite, which protects and dispels evil. And then I've added, I will add that to the ruby for personal power and a Moldavite to keep my vibration up. Do my meditations and prayers ahead of time. And then I'm good to go. Right. He's buzzing. You just stand still and the vibrations move him across the floor. <laughs> That's how we do it over here. Mostly ghostly. I thought they call that an earthquake. Well, we call it a spiritual quake up in here. Okay, okay. In the, fu- in the future, when we do our big fan club, we'll, we'll Ray will 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 we'll do a stone. When you when you when you tag into our, we'll, we'll, you'll get a stone a month. We'll send out a stone a month type deal. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, there's enough of them, right? I mean, there's got to be what thousands of stones out there, spiritual stones. Are we talking hundreds uh... or thousands? Probably hundreds. You've got different variations. Like you've got the, your clear quartz. Then you've yeah. got your smoky quartz. Um, Herkima, which is actually a crystal, but it's called a diamond. That's a healing and grounding stone. Uh, that's excellent to have around. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and the list, the list goes on. Uh, and each one has a different property. Some of them overlap, but uh, there's something unique about each one. Yeah. And it's good to learn how to use them, uh, how to cleanse them and charge them, which should be done on a regular basis, where you might even store them. Why should it be, be store, stored in a, a special place? or? Well, I have, I have them around my dwelling, and um, I have one circle of stones, uh, crystals, and it is on the, it is on the uh, east side of the dwelling, and it catches the morning. It's it is there because it catches the morning sun, hmm. so it charges each morning in the sunlight. I like that. So I have them, and then in the dark of the night is where I mean, once in a while I cleanse them with water, but in the dark of the night it discharges. But it charges it charges up each morning in different ones uh in different places for those reasons. I don't have a lot of moldavite in the bedroom. I have mostly healing and protective stones because when you sleep you're open. Yeah. In the areas I meditate, I have more of my power crystals to assist in the in the meditations. Um, it's that's better. It's something which I arranged. The other thing that I do um, is that I have certain. I don't do well on medicine. Yeah, I do very well with herbals, and I have them all stored the herbs because they're from the earth in one place. In the place I have those herbals stored, I also have some healing stones. So the 
the herbs that come from the earth and the mm-hmm. energy of Mother Earth combines with the energy, the healing energy of those stones so that it amplifies it and it makes it even bigger. That is, I know people can't see it, but that's my morning display. Okay. Are those so, the ones that catch the sun? They catch the one. The one at the bottom, the large one, is a yeah. moldavite. And the circle right there are the ones that catch the sun with some additional moldavite. There's opal underneath it. That's my dream stone. Uh, nice. Opal's nice, yeah. Herkimer to Herkimer over here. Rose quartz for love there. They're all in different ones in different colors in different directions. <coughs> they have properties that they share with those directions. And that goes back to the Native American. Each direction has uh, a spirit and also a uh, property that goes along with it. That's a little something extra there. That's cool. But um, yeah, I've got the I've got the stones. I've got different totems all over the place, so that uh, that's you can, and they're arranged in different places that you can um, for what I'm doing. Yeah, uh, just like the energy the energy of the drum. Oh, actually, there's more than one. All of, all of the different things are arranged a certain way. The different stones uh, catch the morning sunlight. Like I said, nighttime is for sleeping. Certain healing stones in the uh, along with the herbals that I take. Oh, that's cool. What's what kind of stones that clear that blue and pink one? Uh, that's the one I forget the name of all the time. Fluorite. That's Fluorite. cool. Yeah. Fluorite. And then there's the pink quartz, which is love. There's the uh, smoky quartz behind it. That's protection. And that is a monster piece of onyx. Uh, onyx, yeah. That's also protection. I like the black onyx. Black onyx is Illuminati stuff. The masonings. The, <laughs> crystal, the no. crystals themselves can influence your vibration. And they can help you on your, on your path and lead you. And the best way to find out what it is is do some research as to what they mean. But at the same time, if you're in a store, hold it. And as you're holding it, how does it feel? Yeah. If, if it feels good, that's your stone. And that's, that's what you should be concentrating, excuse me, concentrating on at that time. But the incense, sage, sacred sounds, um, crystals, these are things you can do to reinforce yourself and where you live and keeping things positive and that energy and that vibration at a good level. Yeah. Are you get down with the those like salt lamps where they're like a big salt rock with like a lamp in it? Have you seen those? Gee, I don't know. Have I seen those? Hey, <laughs> I've, been, I've been thinking about getting them. You like them? They work? What do you think? Um, I like it. That's for good vibes, right? Uh, it also purifies the air. Oh, does it? Yeah, it heats up the salt. Right, it's an actual block of salt. Pink salt, Himalayan salt, I think. Uh, it's Himalayan salt. Uh, it really doesn't, it's not hot to the touch, but it's just right. enough of the light, light coming through that uh, it helps. It's a purifier. It works. <laughs> it does get warm, though, right? Uh, nope. No, not at all. Um, well, I've got such a big chunk there, and the, 
the light on the inside is the equivalent to a nightlight that it's never going to get that hot. Yeah, true, true, true. I want to say that you can put your hands around it and it's got a warmth to it that you can feel. I thought I felt that before. Well, this one's about the size of if you were to cut a football in half and take the top half. Yeah. In the base of it, a small section is hollowed out and is the equivalent of a nightlight. The warmth never reaches the outside. It looks cool, though. <coughs> it works as a great nightlight. It also helps purify the air and balance the energies. Maybe I might I might switch since it's not a video show. Maybe I'll do I'll go out dark with like a nice uh, glowing light and some candles for mostly ghostly to get the vibe. We'll vibe it up, you know. Well, when we do something more on crystals at that time, I'm not going to go into it now. We can also do something on the different colored candles and what they're for. That's interesting, yeah. Because I didn't, I um, when we did the Victoria short, it's the only time I ever learned about with the black and white candles. Like there was actually significance to them. Well, we'll save that one, and if we can get um, when things get a, a little less crazy, and we can get my Wiccan friend, she can have some very good input on uh, the candles. That'd be cool, yeah. That'd be great. That'd be a great episode. That Victor, that cursed Victoria project. Oh my goodness. So many, so many bad things we did on that movie that we shouldn't have done. We had the can, we had the black and white candles burning. There was pentagrams. It was horrendous. There was fake blood, probably real blood for all I know. Who knows? There was people losing their minds. One of the homeowners lost their mind when we showed up. Their mind was already on vacation. And then halfway there, they, they got a call. They couldn't find their mind and they really freaked out. It was scary. <laughs> it was a scary endeavor, but yeah. You know, so yeah, protect yourself always. And what's funny is we didn't even protect ourselves then. Like we should, that, there should have been protection on that set. I should have had like a priest go on that set or something. Bless it. But all right, folks. So right there, we just gave you a good old thing to avoid uh, when communicating with spirits. And Ray even done you one better and hooked you up with some positive things that you can do to make sure it's a smoother ride over there. Ooh, I like that blue and white. I really dig the crystals and the stones that are see-through with the colors. That's big for me. I like it. You know. That, that's your uh, Moldavite. That's beautiful looking. You know, this is, you know, going back to, since the beginning of time, you know, these, these beautiful, ah, that's fantastic. I like that. That's white, light blue, purple, gray. That's killer. That's heart-shaped. I'm loving it. Yep, like I said, they're they're all over the place, and each one has a purpose. Is in a particular location for that reason. Yeah, and that can that can be. You don't have to go extreme, but you can have a couple around for yourself. Maybe one you keep with you or near where you sleep or where you sit most of the day yeah. to help sync yourself up to that vibe. It's true. It's one of those deals, you know. I like it. I think uh, we'll do a rock thing in the future. We'll definitely we should we gotta we we, we gotta figure out a nice uh, fan club for the mostly ghostly ghouls and girls out there to join up. And we'll send them some. We'll do the rock of the month, rock of the month or something. But hell yeah! So that was another glorious episode. We're letting people know what they need to do to uh, to stay safe out there and. The one big thing that I, that stuck with me throughout the show that I'll end with real quick, and then I'll let Ray recap anything. Uh, 
That thing about the spirit never telling you what to do, again, I'll bring up because that's the one thing that really stuck out to me in this as very valuable advice is uh, if ever in a situation, because I feel you're going to, if you're approached by something that feels bigger than you, might feel bigger than you, but but not exactly is bigger than you. You know, that's the weird thing when you're battling off with this, with these lights is always remember that the light is bigger than the darkness and more powerful than the darkness. Just got to be careful not to get yourself engulfed in the darkness with no light around you, then you're in trouble. Um, but for sure, um, you know, the battle continues, you know what I mean? And uh, that whole thing about don't, they'll never tell you what to do. Very valuable, very valuable. That that will stick with me. And I hope it sticks with all y'all out there. Ray, would you like to say anything in closing about today's episode? Any last minute tidbits or anything? Well, I agree with what you said, but I, what I will say is stand your ground. Once you have, once you know that you are aligned with good, you're aligned with love, you're aligned with love, know that that is where the true power is. Yeah. And when something scares you, something attacks you, you just stand your ground and say no. And you become the light. You become the love. And just don't give in. It cannot overwhelm it. The shadows can never overwhelm the light. Yeah. So when you, you just stand your ground and you pro- project it. Uh, if someone were to say, oh, um, yeah, what about an evil demon? The worst thing a demon would absolutely want is for you to feel genuine compassion and love and offer it a hug. Right. <laughs> it, that right. is it's true. Totally repulsive to a demonic entity. Totally repulsive. So be that love. Be that light. It just If something attacks you, throw it back in their face. And uh, you've won. And never reach it with hate. Never, never, never face it with hate. Because even though you're dealing with an evil entity, you hating it brings you to its level and is a counterproductive for yourself, which is another valuable thing to remember. Because it's another thing that when on, on paper, like when you, when you look at it, you go, yeah, it, it almost in the same way you would see some weird spiritual thing and go, I can trust this is the same way that you would say, well, I, there's this despicable character as the devil, you know, or whoever. And um, they're despicable, but you should never hate them because having that hate in your heart is bad news for you. Uh, you know what I mean? Yep, I agree. Just just keep it love. Keep it light. Know who you are and don't back down. Keep it love, baby. Keep it love. So with that being said, you know, uh, if you like this and you've never heard any other episodes of Mostly Ghostly, definitely go check us out. We're up to, I think, with this episode 57, um, season two uh, just kicked off. I think this is the seventh episode, I think, of season two. Uh, season one has 50 episodes. Um, a lot of cool things are talked about that you'd probably love. So pop in there, check that out. Um, wherever you listen to this, be it Spotify, you know, Apple, you know, Google, um, all those places, a handful of a uh, bunch of other, you know, platforms that are a little smaller than those big three. Um, but we're kind of everywhere. We got a Boombastic Media YouTube page um, where you can see, you know, clippets. You have some older, older stuff. We first started on that page. So go check some older stuff for memory down lane, trip down memory lane stuff. Um, we have all Facebook pages for everything. 
And we got uh, the the Boombastic streaming Patreon page for anybody out there looking to support that can. We know it's tough times, but if anybody uh, got that feeling on their heart, got that heart feeling, you know, they want to take some of the hate out of their heart, give a little give, a little something, something. We're always happy to receive uh, the help is supported, but uh, a lot of cool perks and such. We try not to push it too heavy, but it's there. Check it out if you want. And uh, we'll catch all y'all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly. (laughs) 